Hello, and welcome to the Victory Podcast. I'm your host, Monique Watson, and thanks for joining. So in this episode, I sat down again with my husband, Krishna Watson, and we talked a bit about uh, gaming, some of the more interesting games that are out right now, and how is COVID-19 impacting the gaming community, both fighting games, um, strategy games, and kind of what that means for the future of that. So uh, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, depending on what time you're listening to this. Uh, Thank you for joining the Victory Podcast. I'm your host, Monique Watson. And again, today I have, uh, courtesy of Shelter in Place, my lovely guest co-host, Christian, my husband. Say hello. Hello. (laughs) He's fine. He's fine. Um, Yeah, so today we'll talk a little bit um, around a couple of different topics. We talked a bit in our last episode around gaming and love for gaming and interest in certain games. That brought up a couple of different topics. One uh, game that's really popular, was really popular, um, is the game Animal Crossing on Nintendo Switch. So we'll talk a little bit about that whole thing. We'll also talk about um, how different games, especially... Um, fighting games, which will kind of define what that means, and some examples of fighting games, many you probably know, like Street Fighter, um, and other um, strategy type games like D- Dota, like we talked about in the last episode. And how is COVID 19 impacting those? You know, there's a lot of live events that normally go on around this time of year, around both of those kind of game um, genres and kind of what that's looking like, and and also how COVID is affecting um, some new game systems. There's a couple of new game systems from some of the major manufacturers um, that are supposed to come out, but with all the COVID-19, there's various delays on the games themselves, so what that means and kind of looking at that. So this is another gaming-focused podcast um, this episode, but it's uh, interesting topics. I think it, it shows an impact for at least one business, so let's go ahead and get into it. So, Animal Crossing is a game where it's actually a very pleasant game, um, very chill, where you're just like this little cute little character and uh, you live among a bunch of animals. (laughs) So, you're you're not an animal, right? No, you're You're, not an animal. You're a person. You're a person. Okay. Uh, But, yeah, you, you get flown out or trained into like this new town uh and it's it's just the the story quote unquote is usually just you're like kind of striking out on your own for the first time Mm -hmm. so uh you're usually you're brought out to this uh new place in this case it's an island um and uh how do you take a train to an island no, that's what I'm saying. You're usually brought to some place. Oh, okay. Yeah, like sometimes it was a train, whatever. Now you're flown out to an island. Got it. Okay. So you're flown Sorry. onto this island, and you're, you know, like I said, you're starting out. So you have this like dinky little place. Uh, it's like I don't, I don't remember if there's litter or trash or whatever, but basically there's like maintenance that needs to be done. You have this dinky place, and you kind of work your way up to. Um, you know, just kind of upgrading your house and, you know, uh, making friends with uh, the people in the community, which are usually like cute little animals, like uh, like a hippo lady or something like that. And the hippo lady likes, I don't know, working out. So she'll have like 
little hand weights and stuff. She'll be walking around, things like that. It's, it's cute little characters like that. Um, and you give them gifts. And a big thing is just about kind of just setting up the town as you like it. Uh, you know, decorating. Decorating is the really big thing. You know, especially with social media, it's really popular now. People are like, oh, look at my house. Uh, this is my room. I, I, oh, you, you know, decorate the inside. Too. You can decorate the inside of your mm-hmm. house. You used to only be able to decorate the inside of your house, um, but now you have more freedom with that, I guess. Um, I see. I don't play it. I just hear about it. You know, osmosis. So, uh, but I, I actually played the first one, but that was a long oh, time. Oh, this ago. is a. Uh... This is a series. This oh, is like okay. the fourth one. Oh wow. Yeah. So, so what do you think that's made Animal Crossing? Because I think I saw something, and people email Monique at the Victory Podcast and correct me if I'm wrong, but something around, like, for six weeks straight, it was, like, number one game on somewhere. I don't know. It was just, like, one of the top games, um, definitely for Nintendo. So, so what do you think was key to that? Is it because it's just fun or what? So it really released in just kind of a perfect storm, right? Um, it's it's a cute game. It's really easy. Is is there's no losing? Um, it's it's a Nintendo game, so you know everyone knows Nintendo. It's very appealing for everybody, right? You know, it you know it, usually when you hear the phrase for all ages, you think oh it's for kids, but whatever right no this is for all ages truly uh and it's chill and uh everyone had a lot of time on their hands suddenly it released like the the beginning of april Mm. so you know people were looking for an escape and you can put hours and hours and hours into this game uh and you know it's uh it, it just kind of provided that escape for people so it really did release uh people were already anticipating its release for like years really uh by this time by the time it released but um the extra covid factor i mean you know Mm. really kind of boosted it extra because even at, at the time like switch nintendo switches with the system that it's on mm-hmm. uh were rare i remember when they first came out we uh i had a little bit of trouble finding one it took me about a month or so to kind of get one uh and that kind of died down after you know people got their switches and you know it was just like okay good you know you could see them in the stores again and then when animal crossing came out it became a huge problem again mm-hmm. uh there weren't enough switches on this you know shelves and they were just selling out and sounds very sim- similar to some paper products yeah yeah <laughs> it's just a sudden surge because like oh god i, ha- I gotta get Am- animal crossing and blah 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 you know mm-hmm. so uh but yeah it, re- it just released in kind of a perfect storm people looking for an escape and it's a very cute and chill game to play yeah makes mm-hmm. sense yeah it might be something to check out if you haven't checked it out um We'll put some info links in the show notes so you can check it out. Yeah. Judge for yourself. At least watch some videos. At least or watch some look video at... info. We'll send some links to people streaming it or something. So if you want to get a flavor for it before you yeah. decide to jump in feet first. 
Yeah, you might even be able to Our just... thumbs first. You might even be able to look on, like, Twitter, on, like, hashtag Animal Crossing or something like that. There's probably some hashtags around it. Because people... That's, that's been, like, the big thing. People are able to easily post their, like, you know, their decorations, their houses, their their yards in the game and stuff like that. So I can see that that would be popular, given that, you know, in other games that you played and other games that are out there, um, personalization is such a big, you know, different yeah. modifications, different skins or outfits, costumes, whatever you want to call them, that, that players uh, or characters or worlds or what have you can do is super popular. Yeah, that's actually a thing. Um, I, today, I saw people... Um, you can, I, I don't even know how this works within the game, but you can like design clothing for your character. In Animal Crossing. In Animal Crossing, okay. yes. You can design like the clothing. Um, so uh, one, uh, one thing I saw like a while ago, a couple of weeks ago was uh, someone like given the blueprints for the clothes that they made to make them it was like a cosplay it was just like a costume to look like characters from other video games which i thought was pretty creative mm-hmm. um and this one today it was like oh this is my animal crossing fashion line and it was it was kind of, i mean it was pretty neat looking stuff uh so people getting really creative with the clothes and stuff too so it's not even just the decorations you can you know just look cool <laughs> so yeah yeah, it's just really a neat game. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Something to check out for folks. Yeah. So in the world of, speaking of COVID-19 and all the adventures that are, um, so just to give folks some context, normally there's a lot of, around this time of year, we've talked about when we've gone to the international. Um, <clears throat> there's different fighting games, which are games like um, Mortal Kombat, uh, Street Fighter, a game called Tekken. Um, Super Smash Brothers. Super Smash Brothers, another very popular fighting game. Those kind of games. Um, well, often in what is it? July, June, July time frame that the like Evo and stuff like so, that goes so on. So there's tournaments all throughout the year for fighting games. Right. I mean, there's tournaments all throughout the year for any for kind all of games. games. Yeah, but one of the some of the bigger ones coming up, and I say all that to say. Um, it's just interesting because a lot of those have been canceled or expected to be canceled mm-hmm. uh, or delayed or whatever you want to call it. Um, <clears throat> and it's just interesting and wanted to get your take on, you know, how do you think that's going to affect those different gaming communities or how has it affected for those who are already canceled or delayed? And then do you see, I think there's going to be some hesitancy around large both officially and unofficially around large events for the foreseeable future for the, at least through the through most of this year um so, so how do you see that affecting the gaming communities whether it's the fighting game community or other games well i'll tell you one thing um for fighting games specifically um i mean this is a very this is a super niche issue that and you know it's It's going to take some explaining, but we'll get there. So, fighting games have the issue of... They are much, much better when you play them in person. Um, Most games, I would say, are improved by 
having online multiplayer, being able to play people across the country. Uh, most of the time, you don't want to play people across the world because there's too much. It's it's just too great a distance for this, you know, current internet, right? Internet and internet response times for like an input. I press this button, this thing happens. It's it's gonna take too long it's, going yeah. over oceans and stuff like that. Way better than dial up, but still, just that delay can throw off the ability to kind to of play, play properly. So fighting games are extremely sensitive to this. So there no one is no one in the history of anything is ever going to say that wow this fighting game feels better online than it does in person so uh it's in the fighting game community like i said this is very niche it's online play has always been kind of looked down on like oh this isn't real this this strategy wouldn't work offline you know what have you right so what happens when you take away the tournaments uh, no one can gather, you know, or they really shouldn't, you know, uh, social distancing and whatnot. Uh, there's no local tournaments anymore. So everything's been taken online. You know, obviously the tournament organizers are trying to adapt as best they can. Uh, and we'll get into that in a second. Um, but it's, it's just kind of an awkward uh, situation because a lot of these games don't play well online. Um, but people are just kind of really trying to soldier through it. Uh, and you know, some people really do love the games they play and you know, that's why they're still playing. It's like, all right, well, I'm going to try and just keep the scene alive for when we can get back together and play in the most enjoyable way offline, uh, with the guy next to me, as opposed to across the country. So, and then, then this is kind of specifically a U.S issue too because internet infrastructure here is not as good as i'm not sure about europe as a whole i'm sure it's better in pieces of europe but i don't know about the whole continent (laughs) and uh but like japan uh korea has fantastic internet infrastructure um i'm not sure about china but probably like the big cities in china have probably a better internet infrastructure do you think that has more sorry to interrupt your your explanations but um do you think that has more to do with the geographic like setup the u.s versus um those countries those countries or cities or what have you that you've mentioned it definitely plays a part um you know tokyo is a ginormous metropolitan technical area. term people ginormous yeah uh korea Seoul, you know, same thing. Uh, it's huge, uh, and just the the density allows for them to, um, you know, it's more efficient, right? Uh, if if you go to Montana, right, and you say, all right, we're we're gonna lay down all this gigabit, uh, you know, wiring and stuff. How many people are you serving? You know, like. So it's like 10, a cost 000. factor. Yeah, it's a it's kind of a cost factor, and okay. yeah, just the geographical distance, uh, is is not, uh, like uniform, right? I mean, you know, all this to say, basically, the U.S. infrastructure is not as good, and so playing online games in the U.S. is more tricky. <clears throat> um, so fighting games are suffering for that. Um, so. Uh, As Monique was saying a little bit earlier, the biggest uh, fighting game tournament of the year uh, across the world is uh, is called Evo 
uh, Evo Championship Series or something like that. Um, and it's usually uh, like early to mid-August, um, over a weekend, fi- Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, and they have tournaments for all kind of fighting games, uh, you know. But usually there's like eight or nine main stage games where um, they, you know, as like I said, it's like uh, they have the games on the main stage, on big screens. Uh, they have these tournaments in like big convention halls. Uh, so thousands and thousands of people. Um, and then on sun- on Championship Sunday, they... Uh, championship Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, on Championship Sunday, they have it in the like Mandalay Bay arena. Uh, and they kind of go through the, the top eight. So the, you know... The biggest games have uh, like 1.5. Let's just let's just say a thousand ish. Yeah, I would say like the biggest games are like a thousand ish. I'm really I'm really not sure. I should have looked that up. Anyways, thousand ish. Let's just say yeah, a thousand ish. Feeding entrance. into the to the initial tournament. Starting the tournament on wow. Friday. On Friday. <laughs> how do how do they how get did, through the people just kind of one and done games or so i mean there's different rules for different games but usually it's like two out of three okay um but the games are fast though the too. games are fastish yeah um i mean and it's just that um, that's just kind of speaking to the true scale of this tournament mm. that they run through these ginormous brackets um once again technical ginormous. Yeah, huge brackets um in the span of three days huge. um so um yeah so it's huge um and it's you know it takes place it's this big spectacle thing uh so obviously that's canceled right that's not happening uh it would have been like i said in early to mid-august it's not happening Um, bites the dust again so in in you know as soon as that was announced people like oh no you know what what are we gonna do that's people look for you know they they leave evo the 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 previous year and they're like all right so next august let's go you know they're already thinking about the next one um mm-hmm. so you know it's a huge fixture in any fighting game community that's how like you know even your like niche super niche fighting games that you know there's like 30 people online at a time which is obviously a very small number when like the bigger fighting games like street fighter have like thousands of people online you know at any given time it's when your small niche community can kind of get together and they have like setups or you know places where you can set up your console or pc i guess um and just play right and and you can kind of you know, meet up. It's it's a just kind of a it's really a convention mm-hmm. at this point. So, um, but for the fighting games, this is like the culmination of some of the major tournaments, kind of. No, it's usually just kind of like a super premium stop on their tours. It's not really a. It's not really like the championship, like final. It this is. is this it, is it. It's it's kind of weird because it is in that the fact is usually the biggest tournament. Okay. So okay. it's always an accomplishment, right? Everyone, like, you know, there are people in, like, Street Fighter who have won the... So the, the Street Fighter Ultimate Cup or whatever it's called, Capcom Cup. Capcom is the developer of Street Fighter. Um, 
And so if you win Capcom Cup, you know, you've kind of won the culmination event of that year. But still, the EVO Championship is kind of held in the same regard. So I wonder if, like, the EVO would be similar-ish as best you can compare them to, like, the World Cup versus the Olympics. Um, Like, the Olympics, to me, I view, as as you mentioned, the Capcom Cup, of being the best of that specific... I would say... Or maybe vice versa. I mean, I would really say it's really the same because... In the Olympics, it's people all over the world. Yeah. Actually, it's more like the Olympics, as I think about. Yeah. It's, it's people from all over the world. Japan, China, you know, Korea, you know, Europe. They fly in. Uh, U.S., obviously. South Americans. All kind of Africa. It's actually funny because... Whatever. I'm not going to go into that. What, we, in Tekken. Uh, in Tekken. So, I'm just going to talk about it. Whatever. Uh, this will be a short aside. I'm sorry. G- give me five minutes. Um, in Tekken, uh, the South Korean scene dom- dominated. The- basically, no one could beat the Koreans for a very long time. I'm gen- I'm gonna generalize here just to make it short. Um, and all of a sudden, about a year, a, t- a year and a half ago, we kind of discovered as a community the Pac- Pakistan scene. Uh, and just because of like economic reasons, they couldn't travel and like show their skill. So people would, you know, there would be whispers in the community like, hey, you never heard of these Pakistani guys. They're really, really good. You know, like, wow, you, you guys are really going to be surprised. They're, it's just that good. And it's like, ah, they would never beat the Koreans, whatever. Um, and then uh, it happened. <laughs> and and uh, a bunch of the Pakistani guys got to finally uh, travel to some of the biggest tournaments and one of them uh, won both the Evo of that year and they had started having an, an, a sister Evo event, Evo Japan um, and he won both of those uh, like wow. out of nowhere, no one knew his name the year, you know, that time last year and here he is winning the two biggest events uh, basically because normally it seems to center around the same 20 or so yeah yeah it'll across be across the, the different games right so not not that they play all the different games but in street fighter there's these 20 or so these, that end yeah. up in the top eight players players yeah then yeah. and across the different games but yeah that somebody come out of completely left field anonymity and beaten the tar out of everyone and you know and beating them well like it was it was no tar left no tar left um so anyways yeah so it's it's a big global spectacle uh anyways so that was canceled so they were like okay well there's no evo what are we gonna do in that weekend that weekend's kind of it's just what are we gonna do to fill up that time and so i guess a week or so later they announced that they were gonna do an online evo uh I don't even know if they called it like the championships anymore, but it was like an online Evo online edition. That's what it was. So uh, people were immediately kind of almost disgusted. <laughs> it was like, you know, these this is not real. Especially per commentary of the, these games not being being as good, good online. online. Yeah. Um, yeah. like they're functional, they work, but it's not the same. It's, mm-hmm. it's not the same as the arcades and 
things like that that you know fighting games grew out of so that was kind of the immediate reaction um because so the main stage evo games i'm just gonna go through them this is not this is not on the test uh so it's like street oh, it fighter is. definitely is on the test street fighter grand blue fan grand blue fantasy uh, uh shoot i don't even remember tekken yeah tekken uh whatever yes smash okay we we don't need to go through the whole list let's all those games none of them play well online smash is the worst i i really like smash but it the the online is absolutely just shameful um it's really bad I, i don't know how they let it be that bad anyways so people kind of assumed they didn't announce the games that were going to be on there but people assumed like oh man this is really going to be bad because none of these games play well online um uh but to to their credit they announced that okay well this is going to take place over five weeks uh five weekends um and the main stage evo games that were for the offline can't obviously now cancel thing uh, are they're gonna have like special showcases and like uh, sh- just shows, right? They're not gonna be the open tournaments that you know Evo for. It's not. I'm not. Sh- there's probably still gonna be some kind of money uh, involved. Like it's gonna be like a show match between, you know, maybe four people or whatever, right? And not a 300 person bracket. And so people... you say like a show match. That's like. Just it's, like the top ranked players kind of just playing. Yeah. Like, like sort of the, like how, it's not quite the same, but there's currently going on in football, there are golf tournaments for charity going on with like Tom Brady, um, Peyton Manning, J.J. Watt, people like that that are just playing for charity. I mean, they're they're competing, yeah. but it's for charity. It would be very similar to that. Yeah. Or the, I mean, they haven't I haven't looked into it basically. I'm just imagining that's what it's going to be, some kind of show matches. Yeah. Or or what they've been doing uh, a lot of the different um fighting game companies have been doing is doing kind of like a uh what you call it like tournament retrospectives which i could talk about a little bit they had one actually just a couple weeks ago uh combo breaker which is in my in my mind pretty much the second best tournament of the year besides evo um for fighting games for fighting games sorry Mm -hmm. um they they had a combo breaker retrospective where since they can't have it this year um they were gonna just they put together like a video package for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, basically going through the most exciting moments from the past. I think they started it in 2014, was their first year. So they went from 2014 all the way through to 2019. Uh, and just, so it was like, well, we can't have Combo Breaker, you know, 2020, but we'll we'll have Combo Breaker this weekend if you kind of catch my drift, right? And it was really fun. I watched the whole time. I was glued to the screen. Um, so do they still have the same like commentators and every, not the same but like do they have like the whole thing of both the the sideline commentating and the gameplay kind of just going and do they have another layer of commentating? No, like it an was intro each 
it match was, or anything? It was really, it was basic. Well, yeah, it was kind of like um, one of the guys, one of the commentators. They, I guess, they kind of hired him out and was like, he kind of gave an introduction to like the moment or the match that they were about to show. So it's like, okay, this match took place in 2016. You know, this guy's, you know, beat this guy every time he saw him, and this is the first time he finally won over his demon. Uh, demon which is a uh, fighting game term of somebody who always beats you you know the record is 30 30 to 0 and you're the zero that person is your demon so when you beat your demon it's always like a huge triumph over someone that always beats you anyway so they'll be like he'll be like yeah this in 2016 this guy finally beat his demon you know let's check it out um and you know that, and then you watch the match, and then you know go into the next match, on and on and on for three days. Uh, so that was a really fun thing. So I, I imagine the showcases or whatever is going to be something like that. It's going to be kind of maybe like a retrospective, maybe a show match of some kind for those games in person, but like with a small group, right? Because mm-hmm. it's going to be August, or no, it's going to be like mid July if this take place over five weeks. So it's like, okay, I'm sure they could probably get, you know, four people in a room. Yeah, because you really only need the four people. You have a handful of people, two commentators, and and maybe another, let's say, four people for production to run the cameras and sound and. Yeah, it seems like something. Transitions that's doable, especially with it being more online-ish style. That. yeah, it's it becomes to more have a of a smaller production. Yes, production quality, not quality, but yeah. But so that's I mean, this different. is just wild speculation on my part, though. Yep. It, it, that's all we can do. It could also just be a video, which you know they can do. You know, higher production with a video, so probably that too. Uh, anyway, so that's what those are gonna be. But the biggest announcement was the open tournaments were. Four games that weren't even on the main stage of the, you know, now canceled tournament. Oh. So, uh, one would be Mortal Kombat, actually. Mortal um, Kombat. Mortal Kombat 11. Um, uh, I guess I'll go from the more, less weird games to the weird games. So, Mortal Kombat is kind of the most popular one. Uh, then you have Killer Instinct which was a game released in uh, like 2013 and it was a remake of uh really old games on like the Super Nintendo and like arcades. Is it like based on isn't there a movie called Killer Instinct? There is, but I no, I don't think there's any relation oh, okay. at all. I mean, that's such Probably. a general term. So. Yeah, it's very it's very um yeah. Uh so but yeah, that that's a remake of those older games and I mean a really cool game, but it you know, it was made in 2013, and they kind of finished it, or finished working on it in like 2016, I think, or 2017, probably mid 2016, 2017. Anyways, so it's been kind of just languishing since then. Uh, I mean, people love the game, and it actually runs really well online, so that's the reason uh, I believe, you know, being selected uh, to actually run as a tournament. Uh, that someone's gonna win money for. Uh, then next is uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Skullgirls uh, Second Encore, which um, it's a it's an indie game. 
made by independent independent yeah yeah um game really a uh, cool game a lot of love put into that game always had kind of a small uh scene um of you know a small amount of people that played it a lot so you know i'm sure they're pretty happy that you know they're getting this evo spotlight and then um the last game which even i was surprised to see was uh it's called them's fighting herds uh say what now so that is a game it's it's something all right you know it's uh it started out as a my little pony fan game fan fighting game but <laughs> they um like my little pony like horses ponies. my little pony so it's too hard for me to explain why that's a thing but basically there was a recent my little pony cartoon that was pretty good uh and there was a sub community that came up called the bronies uh and yeah so out of that came, you know, a couple of people like, hey, we like fighting games and we like this My Little Pony stuff. Let's make a game on it. But I think they kind of like basically cease and desisted them. Like, nah, you can't make this. So yeah, they like were like the licensing and all that, I guess. Yeah, some kind of problem around that. But they were like, well, I guess they were just like, this is speculation on my part. But I was like, well, they have the groundwork. We have the groundwork under here. We have the systems and stuff. Why don't we just make our own characters? So yeah it's a bunch of uh animal characters fighting each other so there's like uh there's arizona who's who's like a it's like a kind of i don't know like a cow and <laughs> she's like a cowboy cow or something like that uh, and, and what's another one? I don't, I don't remember many of the names. No, but there's like a lamb. And just go yeah, a lamb and like a alpaca. Alpaca, yeah. Alpaca, whatever. Um, and uh, I can't remember what else I saw. Uh, I don't know if she's a dragon, but something, some dragon kind of thing. Basically animals and they fight each other. And, and it's a fighting game and it's going to get the spotlight at Evo. And... The reason is it runs really well online. I mean, it's a good game. It's not my style, but hey, you know, uh, more power to to those who play it, and I'm happy for them, honestly. Um, it does look like a fun game, just like I said, not my style. So, uh, cool. Uh, I'm going to be watching all of that for sure. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the effects is that, you know, people are kind of thrust into this not ideal situation uh and we're really just trying to make do um playing in these not ideal conditions trying not to get too frustrated with uh online play and stuff and trying to you know just really work around that kind of thing um and in the tournament organizers so in in a, in a more general level it really hit these tournament organizers hard because, you know, think of organizing a big party or anything like that, you know, and, and this kind of thing happens where, you know, your event can't, can't happen. You can't recoup all those costs. You can't, 
you know, all these deposits you made and all of this. Uh, and these are people doing it out of their pockets. And, you know, they don't have that much money. You know, they're not rich off of these tournaments. They really barely break even most of the time. And I think a lot of the time they lose money. Uh, they just do it uh, for the love of the fighting game community and things like that. So, uh, you know, you hear a lot of these guys talk about it and just how much trouble they're having. And, uh, you know, it's really sad. So some of them are not going to make it, which is really unfortunate uh, for the community. Luckily, it seems that enough of them are financially stable enough that I do think there's there's going to be less tournaments next year for sure, I think. Um, but they are still going to be there. Thank goodness. Um, people will still have places to gather, uh, to travel to and play uh, and meet up with their communities. So uh, that that's kind of the effects of the whole situation on that. Um, and then, you know, just to kind of segue. So because, uh, you know, everyone, every company is having to transition into this stuff. So it's it sucks because this is a transitional year where the new consoles, the PlayStation and the Xbox Series X, um, they were supposed to come out uh like holiday season this year um that was always i mean there were rumors for years and years and years uh because it's just kind of like a timing thing like it's been about five ish years with these you know the xbox one and the playstation 4 it's probably about time for a playstation 5 and the next xbox to come out so uh, obviously all the rumors were kind of confirmed and they're like hey yeah we're making the playstation 5 it's gonna land around november or you know xbox and things like that and then you know all the the pandemic stuff starts popping off and so the first thing was that everyone was worried about oh okay um you know things are shutting down in china that's why these things are built um uh but it seems that actually the problems are not in like hardware sourcing and manufacturing. Really? But so it's more so what then? The problems seem to mostly be in software and like getting games done in time for, well, yeah, getting games done and like tested and, you know, bug fixed uh, for the release of these consoles. And does that stuff happen more in the U.S. or a certain part of the world or a little bit of everywhere? Everywhere. Oh, okay. I'm sure if it made sense. Like, if it's more in Asia where they've kind of kind of loosened out of the COVID and a lot less restrictions and so on, then it would be easier. But if it's, you know, here in the U.S. where we're just starting to loosen in some places. It's definitely everywhere. Um, even, like, the Japanese developers talking delays and things like that um mm -hmm. so yeah that's gonna be the most alarming thing quote unquote i think there was even a thing where one of them microsoft or it's probably sony said that there would be no um uh, manufacturing delays basically um but yeah they, they you know there's a lot of delays due to covid of like games and different things like that so the the problem is that when you have a new console like from the perspective of these companies 
Microsoft and PlayStation. Yeah, when you have a new console, you want to show people like, wow, this is a huge step up. I need to buy this, right? Mm -hmm. You don't, you know, you don't want it to seem like, oh, it just runs the games I already have a little bit better, right? That's not worth it. You need it to be uh, like, wow, this is the Mac Daddy hottest. This is this is just hotter than sliced bread or the best thing since sliced bread, however that goes. Yeah, and usually when developers have a lot of time, they can do that kind of thing. Like, okay, we have this much power now at our disposal. uh, you know, this is what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to make this thing that we couldn't make before. But now with all these delays, the the games won't be able to land at least near enough to the release of the consoles. Uh, like the new stuff, at least. I, there's going to be games that are what's called cross-generational, uh, where, like, I think, especially like Madden, uh, Madden NFL, um, and like big, football simulation quote-unquote game um yeah it'll be like cross-generational where you buy it on the ps4 and then you can download it on ps5 like the ps5 version uh, so you get both versions and within like a window or something i don't know so they're still gonna release the consoles even with these game delays as yeah. it stands right now at least yeah um i mean you can't they can't miss holiday season there's no way i just wonder not only these COVID impacts in this way, but, you know, you have some of the, the largest thing. economic, you know, the largest number of unemployed people yeah. in in a generation or two, at yeah. least. Yeah. So, you know, largest um, unemployment number is definitely in this administration, even, I think, even worse, or this, at least as worse as the 2008 um, recession. Yeah. So I just wonder if there's rationale to delay because people's disposal. I mean, you know, the Bezos, Jeff Bezos and that tier of people, their disposable income has not been significantly impacted, whatever. I think. Fine. But I think a lot of people are being very cognizant and co- even if they are still employed, being cautious with their spending and like maybe a game system isn't one of them. So I'm wondering if it makes sense, even if it being holiday season. But no, I don't know if you've heard anything about that. No, there's no way. There's there's like absolutely zero way they can miss out on holiday. Because then everybody's going to buy Nintendo Switches. Hmm. There's, you know. Yeah, I guess like people are going to, some people are going to buy gonna some better it. than none, I guess. Yes. If you don't release it, then no one's getting it. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. And it's like, People are stimulated to spend during holiday season. I, there's just no way they're gonna miss that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's gonna be a little awkward. Uh, there's not gonna be any, you know, killer apps they usually call them for the new consoles. Killer apps. What does that mean? Like killer app is just, you know, something like I said, something that fully takes advantage of, in this case, the new console that makes you think or makes, you know, consumers think, I have to have that, you know, like, I don't know, I I can't think of a specific thing about an iPhone, but it's like the way people feel about the new iPhone or like, ooh, there's a new camera on the the iPhone that does this night vision or something. And like, it compels you to be like, I have have to to get the new one. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, and are those often like unique to just that system? Sometimes, sometimes. Uh, a lot of the times, I would say. Um, So, so let's 
and hypothetically, let's say that all games come out on every system. You know, there's no there's no what they call platform exclusivity. Um, then it just becomes a decision of oh, hmm, which controller do I like better? You know, what system runs faster or whatever, right? Uh, and then and then the other thing is that then they're just basically computers, like lockdown computers. Right. Right. Uh, so what they've done is a lot of the times and, and this time around is kind of more pronounced where they have their own kind of studios like Microsoft has Microsoft Game Studios and Sony has like Sony Global Studios, I think they call it, um, where they develop games for their ecosystem, their system that they obviously if you're putting money into Develop games. They're only coming out like oh, uh, like a uh, one game that I'm actually pretty interested in is a uh, Halo Infinite, and that's it's on Microsoft, right? That's Microsoft. Um, that's obviously only going to be on Xbox and PC most likely. I'm thinking it's going to be on PC. I hope so. Yeah, that's never going to be on PlayStation. So if it was like, well, I only want these new consoles to buy to play Halo. Well, you're like, well, I can't buy a PlayStation. You know, mm-hmm. so, so much the same way there's uh, this past uh, console generation, uh, the PlayStation 4, they have uh, a game called God of War, which is really good, um, and Marvel's Spider-Man. Uh, really, I mean, it's Spider-Man, come on. It's a really good Spider-Man game. Only on PlayStation 4, not on PC, not on Xbox. So if you were in the store and you're like, wow, I really got to have that spider-man you need a playstation 4 so uh there's just kind of there's some of those games but there's probably not enough once again it's just going to be kind of an awkward period uh between for like a month or two where there's like not much to do with the new systems like well i can play the good thing is there's going to be like some kind of backwards compatibility uh, both both uh, Microsoft and Sony have been kind of harping like, hey, it'll be compatible with all the uh, other games, yay. Um, whereas that wasn't really the case uh, like uh, between the Xbox 360 and Xbox One for a while, um, or PS3 and PS4, and that that happened too. Um, so at least people will have games to play. You know, mm-hmm. they won't be just you know poop out of luck, but. Um, yeah, there's not going to be anything where it's like, I bought my PS5 for this reason. It's like, well, I don't I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, that is probably going to be a little bit of an awkward phase there. I, I don't really even know which one I want uh, out of the two. I'm probably just going to buy both. Shame. First world problems. First world problems. I know. Because they are uh, Xbox, possibly Xbox. I feel strong more strongly about uh, the PlayStation 5, I think. Uh, if if you really would have put a gun to my head, I would. Well, luckily I have a gun. Right... No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I would probably. This is not an official thing. Like the PS5 is better. No, I, they're they're the same. I, I like PC better, anyways, because I can do whatever I want with my PC. Anyways, so it's gonna be interesting. That's about that. That's about the extent of that. All right. Cool. Yep. Any other. Closing thoughts, ideas. 
things that the people need to know? Uh, I would say definitely look up the Animal Crossing stuff. It's very cool and just, it's just, you know, it's like cat videos, honestly. It brings everyone joy. It really does. It's really adorable, honestly. Um, Only reason I don't play it is just not not my bag. I'm like not creative you know i can i can work at something and do they call it grinding in gaming where you i mean shoot it's almost like the real world the definition of grinding where you're, you're just doing something boring for a long time for you know at first not much reward but at the you know after a lot of grinding quote unquote you have this wealth of something right um and Animal Crossing is kind of like that. You do these like menial, I say menial, that's probably too negative a connotation, but just kind of like, you know, whatever. You're like picking up shells on the beach or shaking trees and like stuff comes out. I don't know, right? You, you fish. A lot of this good fishing in that game. And, and you do things and you kind of amass wealth. And then with that wealth, you can just kind of do stuff, customize your town and do neat things. Anyways, Animal Crossing, good game. All right. So if you have questions for Christian about gaming or anything else, go ahead and hit us up on, you can contact us at Monique at, at thevictorypodcast.com. Also, you can hit any of our social media pages. Um, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at, at thevictorypod, T-H-E-V-I-C-T-O-R-Y-P-O-D. And uh, thanks for listening. Thank you. Well, I'd like to thank my husband Christian again for uh, sitting down and chatting a bit. Um, It's helpful to have him as a co-host since he's geographically down the hall. And uh, thank everyone for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the show. And please share with your friends and family and even your enemies. Uh, Check us out at our website at thevictorypodcast.com or find us across the social media platforms at thevictorypod. So I'll sign off like I do every episode. Every problem has a solution. It's whether you're willing to do the work to find it. Let's do the work and be victorious.